You know, I say it all the time, life's not what you know, but who you know, and even sometimes when you know them. About 25, maybe 26, 27 years ago, I don't want to date myself too much, uh, there was a mentor of, of Stacy and I's who had a son that was close to our age, and and, and we knew him. He's, but he spent most of his his time with his, his nose in the in the in the books. We were kind of going through life and getting kind of beat up a little bit, and uh, we were always we we're always kind of watching this other guy over here, and he was working on his education, and he spent that time getting not one but two PhDs. And, and it's again, it's not who you know, but when you know him, that information that he spent all that time getting, learning about the central bank's economics and how the world works financially is so beneficial today. And that benefit runs off to you as well as part of Flyover Family. Double PhD, Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Hey, David, we're we're flying solo again. Yes. And whenever whenever Stacy's not there, it's... uh, well, who knows what's going to be said? You have no idea. We're at, might be at, just might get out of control. <laughs> as as out of as out of control as you can get talking to somebody with two PhDs, one in uh, 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 economics and the other one in uh, theology, which is an incredible two lens view of uh, to look at things that are going on today because it's so crazy that if if you don't have some actual real knowledge of what's going on, you could be fearful because the world's spinning crazy. And then if you don't also have like a God lens of Man, there's a bunch of drunk drivers that have the steering wheel of the levers of of the world right now, and there there has to be a hey, what's God doing as well? And like you operate in that duality all the time, and that's why I love talking about um, money with you so much because you want to get fear off the table when you're talking about money, and a lot of people are are approaching this in a fearful state. Well, a lot, almost all. I mean, yeah. it's not an exaggeration. Like ninety nine percent of everybody that calls me is gripped and paralyzed by fear, and what we know about fear is it either causes you to not act, you know, cause you put your head in the sand right. and just hope that the storm blows over and you're still there when it goes away, or it causes you to make the wrong decision. Fear does a lot of bad things and none of them are good, but we weren't created with a spirit of fear. We're created with a sound mind and with wisdom and discernment and intelligence that God gave us to understand these things that, that we're living in and through, right? So we can then act accordingly. So, so, you know, those two PhDs, you know, kind of like, how do those things actually blend and marry into, into one cohesive unit, right? Well, well, here's, we, we have multiple freedoms, right, David? We have our personal freedoms, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our, our health freedoms, religious freedoms, right? All of them. Well, here's the thing. If we lose one, we lose all. So there's all these puzzle pieces that put together, right? So, so let's just, you know, say how that would work, right? If we lose our political freedoms, you know, let's say we go from a a dem- democratic republic to communism, right? Um, what do you lose? You lose your personal freedoms. You lose your religious right. freedoms, you all of that. If you lose your religious freedoms, there's no way you're going to have good politics or a good economy, right? right. Because every good thing comes from God. If you lose your health freedoms, well, now you've lost your personal freedoms. See, Everything is interconnected, right? But the one thing that we don't have to lose is our freedoms are eroding all around us, which we can change that, but it takes a collective voice, right? It's, yeah. it's like all of us need to to wake up and to rise up, like your slogan says, and, and actually speak out to change politics. But individually, it's hard to do, but individually, we can change our finances because it's a choice. It's an action 
And in light of all of these trends, all of these puzzle pieces, right, that we're looking at, that's an easy one to do because it's just our decision and our decision. Yeah. You know, we were in uh, Mannheim, Pennsylvania this weekend for the Reawaken America event, you know, with Eric Trump and Mike Lindell and, and you know, a whole cast of characters. Uh, thousands of people. I don't know how many, seven or 8,000. I don't know how many people were there, but we had a, held, a, held a meet and greet on Friday night of that. And there was almost 2,000 people that attended the meet and greet. You know, General Flynn was the first one there, the last one to leave to shaking hands with people. And and uh, we're going to be doing this again in Branson, Missouri, coming up here, not this coming weekend, but the next one. I think it's the 4th and 5th of November. But as I bring that up, is yeah, Eric Trump, he, he got to hang out with us for a few minutes, kind of bless that brother a little bit, uh, get his mind right. Um, we had a, a, a great time there, but at the meet and greet and different things, the number one people, the thing that people kind of grab my arm and pull me to the side and they kind of will do it quite like, hey, I just want to thank you for connecting us with Dr. Doctor. And uh, and it's like they, they just have this like, whew, like relaxed feeling of what they're doing. So I want to hit the economic update this week, but I want to give you kind of a pat on the back because that is the number one thing I get pulled to the side for. You know, I guess with money, people don't want to be like, you know, hey, I'm, yeah, this is for you. <laughs> You know, I get their, their finances that will like broadcast this out or something like that. But they're like, you know, hey, thank you for connecting us with Dr. Doctor. So I, I just wanted to, you know, share that with you. And, and we get into this economic update. I know you got a couple of things to hit and we got some clips we're going to show. But um, we can look into this storm that's going on around us and, and, and be more like Jesus on the boat where he was taking a nap in it. The disciples are freaking out. He was able to have peace inside the storm. Sometimes you pray you want the storm to go away. Sometimes the storm in you just goes away and you can can weather it. And that's kind of where we're at right now. So thank you for the peace that you bring to this and allowing people to make make slow, very sober decisions when it comes to their finances and advising them. So if you want to know how to connect with this team, go to flyovergold.com and uh, uh, you can fill out a form on there and be able to connect. Um, he has an incredible team. Everybody that's a part of Dr. Kirk's team is amazing and uh, been vetted and, and uh, is, is much more friends and family, you know, at, at this point than anything else. So go to flyovergold.com and fill out the information there and set up a consultation. It's completely free. See if there's a good way for you to move an IRA or cash or, you know, maybe sell a motorcycle, turn it into silver, something to get out of, of fake money. But let's talk about why people want to get out of fake money and what's going on in the economy. Well, okay. The economy's not doing so hot. You know, we talked about last week how inflation continues to persist, mm -hmm. that it hasn't gone down, it keeps going up. It's like officially at 8.3%, but when you strip out everything except for food, food's up 11.5%, right? It's like, oh my word. But then you add the, the multiplier on that, that's what I did my dissertation on, to get the true level of inflation. We're hovering at around 24 to 25% um, core CPI, everything across the board. But when you take 11 and a half, multiply it times 2.8 for the food inflation, we're, we're hovering at well over, oh, probably 30, 40% range. I mean, it's, it's insane. Um, and there's, and there's no, there's no stopping it, right? Except <laughs> you can actually um, not have it be so impactful on your life by investing into tangible assets like gold and silver. Cause on our last show, that, that we did when we were in actually Pennsylvania, we talked about gold as natural money, right? How the price mm -hmm. of oil and gas hasn't changed in 40 years. If you were to pay, use it, pay, you know, use gold to pay for it. Right. Right. I mean, that's incredible because I was in California not too long ago. Gas was $7 at the pump. Yeah. Seven. 
It's like, right? It's like, and so people would say, oh my word, prices, gas prices have more than doubled since Biden took office. It's like, yes, they have. However, in terms of gold, gold is going up and and oil prices, gas prices are going up, but they're going up. It, it hasn't gone up in price in terms of gold, right? So this is proof in the pudding that that gold is a perfect and silver. I'm either one. I'm using that that term interchangeably here. Yeah. Um, they are perfect inflationary hedges. So when I'm talking so much about gold and you know measuring it against that, why don't I talk about gold, right? It's, well, because silver's outperforming it. It's right. doing better, right? So when they're equally as safe, they're both inflationary hedges, you go into the one that's outperforming because it, it does better. So how bad is the economy getting that we need to protect ourselves with, with silver and so forth? Well, let's watch this video clip. Um, from Ken Rogoff. Uh, he was former former economist at the Federal Reserve, um, now with the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. But hear what he has to say about what's coming. Former chief economist at the IRF, uh, IMF. And somebody, Ken, you and I had long, extensive conversations in 2008 and 2009 about sovereign debt, about Greece, about our Fed back then. So good to chat with you again, I think. Uh, do you see the problems in the UK, maybe Italy, and I hate to even reference Greece again, as as solved, or could there be more pain to come? Well, I think what's going on in the UK, we may see in many other pockets of the global economy, which is that people just thought interest rates would not go up this fast, and they you know, sold interest rate risk and took chances that they shouldn't have a lot like in 2008 when people thought home prices couldn't go down. I think in the case of Italy, I would draw a distinction where I think it is a problem, but it's really not just the speed. But I believe that at the end of this cycle, whenever it is, it could be three years from now, the interest rate is not going to come down as much as you think. I think we're going to be looking at real interest rates and forward-looking inflation-adjusted interest rates that look more like in the early 2000s than we got used to before the pandemic. Yeah, and that's uh, very challenging for Europe because they're, you know, as long as it's a free lunch, they can promise anything. Yeah, and, and I'm going to be perfectly transparent and honest with our viewers. I mean, I probably have a bias toward the negative because. I lived through 2000. I lived through 2007, 08, 09, watching people throw Molotov cocktails into banks in Syntagma Square in Greece. So I've seen sort of how these things become political crises. We've had a little bit of stabilization the last couple of days, but I worry about the next six to 12 months, Ken. I mean, is it overstating it to say we could have more sovereign issues? Is that even is that possible? Well, it's certainly possible uh, we're, you know, in some emerging markets. I think the real issue to me is that the central banks keep saying we have to bring get inflation back to two or two and a half percent ASAP. And if we don't, inflation expectations are going to go up and that's terrible. But and we'll have a worse recession five years from now. When you talk about political, I think having a deep recession now would be very destabilizing around the world. And by the way, 
good luck not having inflation expectations go up in the long run. Look at somebody in the UK. They had 10% inflation reported today. The IMF's predicting almost 10% next year. Are you uh-huh. seriously telling me that's not going to get built into interest rates for a long time? You know, uh, Dr. Kirk, a lot of people will say, I, I don't like CNBC. I don't watch those guys. And I don't care about the IMF. They're a bunch of deep state, you know, globalists, whatever. This isn't about like who you align with politically. It's about being aware of people who are are in a position in a, a, a you know a global you know way like the, like the international monetary fund it's like what are those guys saying and that's man they're they're predicting things you know not getting better well that's why i listen to them it doesn't mean that i agree with them right but if they're the decision makers the policy makers that are actually making the policy that right. all of us all over the globe have to live and you you need to know what they're saying which is why i actually listen to them that's how we absolutely it doesn't mean you want to get marriage advice from them or or you know base your theology on one of these guys or something else but that you, you have to be getting information outside of your echo chamber and i think sometimes conservatives uh when it comes to finances they, they miss some of those messages because they're just in their space yeah so so ken rogoff said a couple of very important things there Number one is is after inflation kind of dies down, um, interest rates are not going to go down. We've got a new normal, right? So this is what he's talking about. And what we've seen over the last 10, 15 years is not normal with these artificially held low rates, cheap money caused real estate to boom, right? But the average interest rate, you know, for, for the decades is 7%. 7% is the average. So the fact that we're down at like 1% is not normal, right? That's what they used to stimulate the economy after 9-11. And it just kind of stayed there. They kept coming down and down and down. And they, they needed consumers to spend money to actually try to stimulate the economy because all of those presidents, um, whether it was Bush or Obama or Clinton um, they were globalist presidents. They were consumerist presidents, and they were exporting jobs by by buying cheap stuff from China, Malaysia, Indonesia, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, and that tricked the American consumer into thinking our economy is okay because we bought all this cheap junk from everywhere all over the world, and it made us happy because the fact that they were right. printing money like there's no tomorrow to fund every stimulus program, entitlement, welfare program under the sun, raise the debt ceiling, that causes inflation. But they were actually buying stuff at cheaper prices from other countries, right? So, so now we've got this debt bubble because of all that money that was printed. And once this this inflation kind of starts to die down, it'll be years, I think. Um, and interest rates aren't going to come down to these artificially low levels ever again because it is very destabilizing. And Ken Rogoff said that that a, a recession, a deep recession, is going to be very destabilizing to the global economy. Okay, so let's then look at this next headline the, article the, from the president of J.P. Morgan Chase. Okay, because he says a, a recession may be the price that we all have to pay to beat inflation. So Rogoff says it's going to be destabilizing. This guy says this is what we need. What does that tell us? They don't know how to fix what they broke. Which, right? which, which he says that very subtly. That's kind of like, hey, in order, you know, in order to save your life, we're going to have to take your leg you know, kind of thing. It's one of those like, Hey, this is going to be really bad, but you know, in order to survive, this is what we're going to have to do. He's not, he's not negating what Ken Rogoff said. He's just saying, Hey, that may be the price to pay for actually to survive is to, is to go through that kind of destabilization and a setback. 
Yeah. And so so there's numerous ways that they can actually beat inflation. Talking about the Fed, they can stop stimulus money. Mm, they're not going to do that. They can jack up rates to the to the moon to actually slow down borrowing and slow down spending. That would actually kill the economy. They In an election year, nobody really wants to do that. But that is what's needed. Right. So if they don't want to do either one of those, what is what is the president of, of Chase saying? And, and what is kind of Rogoff sort of saying that there's probably going to be a deep recession, even though it's destabilizing, is this, that they don't want people to know that their policies cause this mess. Mm. So therefore, they just stand back and don't do anything and just let the markets correct and go into a deep recession on their own. Well, then you can blame it on the markets, right? And and somehow get the, the arrows that are pointing all at them for their stupid, insane policies for decades. Um that, that actually caused this. So, so I think that is the ultimate outcome. We will go into recession, a deep recession to actually get inflation to go away. Because look, David, they've, they've raised rates five months in a row in an effort to slow down inflation. How much has it slowed down? It hasn't. Not at all. <laughs> it's not working. Right. So this is why we're starting to. And for most people, their, their, their IRA, their retirement, their savings are all tied into those markets. Yeah, it's awful. So here's where there is a solution. Yeah, is it where, where where's the hope? Yeah, what, the, what can the, we do? The hope is in your actions determine your outcomes. Right? There's consequences to our actions, good and bad. So stock markets poised for massive failure. Real estate's poised to come down with as, as rates rise. Um, bond market will be toast as rates rise because that's the mechanics of the bond market. So what's left? Well, gold and silver, tangible assets, perfect inflationary hedge. Remember how we started off the show, how how the gold in terms of, of gas and oil hasn't price of oil and gas hasn't gone up in 40 years when when compared to using gold to pay for it. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is how we protect ourselves in an inflationary world. First and foremost, look at gold and silver, or primarily silver. Right. We're going into silver because it's outperforming as asset protection. It's your insurance policy against a collapsing dollar. It's maintained its purchasing power. But better than that, we have massive growth too. And like we talked about, the scary thing that we talked about that you and I have talked about now for a year, um, about supplies running out of silver, ultimately they will run out. We talked about this in Pennsylvania on the show mm -hmm. that we recorded there, how depository um, inventories of thousand ounce bars, I've never seen it this low. In fact, they, they, we have very limited supply Normally, the, the weight range on a thousand ounce bar is like 920 to 1080. We're at like 920 to 951 is all that's left, right? And and just our firm, just our firm, granted, we're a big firm. We gobbled up all of it and then some, everything that they had in one day, right? So, 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 so you guys don't know when you buy silver, obviously, you're kind of familiar with, with coins. That's what you, you know, you see this kind of thing where it's, you know, it's minted and it's pressed and it's got like a logo on it and so forth. There's a one ounce. It, you know, uh, it's good for an exchange, you know, because it's if you got some thousand ounce bar. It's kind of tough, but you also get them in, in 10 ounce, 100 ounce. And then, you know, when you say a thousand ounce, they're usually not thousand. Like you said, it's 920, 970, 9180. It's like a loaf of bread, you know, looking, you know, chunk of metal. But it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's not like when you go and uh, you look at your bank balance and the money's not really there. You know, it's like just numbers that they put onto the app to show what what 
what you've given them and, and, and what they say that you have. If everybody went to the bank tomorrow and took out $500, it's probably over. You know, I don't know. They don't have pallets of cash in the back room for everybody to, to empty their bank account and turn it into something. And so if this is a real, it's a real thing. Don't hurt your teeth, David. Well, and also, no, but you, you probably don't want this either. It's got my germs on it, but it's all good. I'm going to hang on to it. This is my, my long-term investment. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. But, you know, so seriously, listen to what David is saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Um, inventories are diminishing at COMEX with deliverable inventory. Um, that's always the precursor to rising prices. Low supply, high demand, prices goes up. That's economics 101. We get to take advantage of that because we're speaking the truth and we're letting you know um, kind of what's going on behind the scenes. So I encourage everybody to act. And I do realize this one thing, it's a huge leap of faith, right? You're going to say, wow, I don't know, Dr. Kirk. I mean, I, I, I trust right. David and Steve. I've been watching on TV and a lot of your viewers don't know you either, right? They're watching you on TV taking the endorsement that you give to us because you trust me. That's a huge leap of faith when we don't have that person to person mm -hmm. contact, right? I get it. But here's the thing. Once we talk, we, this is experienced like a hundred percent of the time we start to see that fear and anxiety melt away. Right. And we can hear a smile over the phone as people finally realize I've got somebody of like mind that shares similar political worldview, religious worldview, that thinks like I do, that's yep. not listening to mainstream media narrative, and I'm safe, right? That's our goal is to help And it, it's not a, a timeshare pitch kind of conversation. It's multiple conversations of feeding you information and say, what is the best in your situation? And if you just have a, a small amount of cash, you say, this is my savings, this is what you know I've got here. Every day, it's worth a little bit less if it's in U.S. dollars. And so even transferring over a small amount, or if you have an IRA, you have whatever, you're in a better situation. Our family, our parents, nieces, nephews, literally almost everybody I know is, is has worked with you, and they all love the process. And you go through it once, you're like, oh, maybe I'll do a little more next month. And you kind of just chop away at putting yourself in a better situation and protecting yourself from Biden inflation. Um uh, you guys go to flyovergold.com. You can also give uh, Dr. Kirk a phone call um, and and talk to them that way. Whichever way works best for you, you can call 720-605-3900. Call them today, set it up, because you got to get in the queue. It does take uh, you know a, a little bit of time to get that uh, appointment and to get the ball rolling. So call today, 720-605-3900, or just go to flyovergold.com. You fill out your information there. There's also some PDFs you can download, some videos that you can watch, and uh, kind of start getting yourself educated on a way to protect yourself again from the dark drivers that are that are running the economy right now. Dr. Kirk, thank you for taking the time to be a part of, of this show and uh, for just for being our friend and, and uh, for, for walking us through this. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belts, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you. Even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family 
are using, and he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.